0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Alaska Tracy's podcast. What you can expect from this podcast is business and social media marketing tips and information sprinkled with inspiration throughout. What I look for is people that, well, they have a story. So who do you know that might be a good fit for Alaska Tracy's podcast? You can email me at Alaska spelled out. Tracy, T R A C Y, at AlaskaTracy.com, if you know of somebody that might be a good fit. So sit back and enjoy. Welcome to Bayes Vision with Alaska Tracy, where we talk social media marketing, all things business, and inspiration. And now your host, Alaska Tracy. Welcome to this episode of Alaska Tracy's podcast. We have a very special guest today, Terry Klass. Welcome, Terry.
1: Thank you. I'm thrilled to be with you today, Tracy.
0: Well, I thank you for joining in from all the way from New Jersey. I think the farthest we can get from each other in the same country. So, Terry is a leadership training consultant, and I'm just looking over her bio here. She says she's a coach and speaker who partners with organizations to create cultures of empowerment and develop future leadership. She believes that regardless of your position or title, everyone can be a leader. She delivers highly successful leadership workshops and is a speaker and author of articles. About leadership and working with different generations in the workplace and I'm gonna stop there anybody who knows or who listens to my podcast knows I'm I'm more about introducing the person and letting them share their story Uh, little history Terry and I met probably I don't even know how many years ago Terry do you
1: I'm gonna say five maybe
0: at least maybe six
1: Six, perhaps
0: yeah yeah perhaps six years ago through a tweet chat with a wonderful woman Lolly Daskell who is a leadership training consultant as well and there was a core group of us that showed up every week and if you don't know what a tweet chat is I'll put in the show notes I I have a Twitter. Mm-hmm podcast that talks about growing your Twitter following and using a tweet chat and really the benefits and the benefit for me was to meet people like Terry and to stay in contact with you throughout the years and that was a as as you said before I hit record that was a really special tweet chat
1: yes it was it was was, I think a lot of us were at the beginning of our um, experiencing social media and it was a wonderful place to share um, how we felt about leadership and how we just felt about our lives at that time and how how social media really impacted it. It was a very exciting time.
0: And what happened for me is a lot of you became sort of my, um, more so than even people in Anchorage in my, in my hometown, people that I could go to and ask questions about growing my business and lolly coached me for a while and i mean it was just really powerful and that a lot of us have stayed in touch is is the power of networking on social media really so terry can you explain your business leadership skills training consultant
1: well what i do is i partner with organizations i go into organizations and i help them with what i call fueling their leadership um, with skills so they can be stronger leaders and when i talk about leadership um, as i as you mentioned in my bio i feel that we all can be leaders we don't need a specific title or position um, we can lead from wherever we are the key is to feel that we can take action and that we can feel empowered to take the action and and of course, be accountable for what we're going to do, but but to make sure we make a difference and we move forward and propel ourselves forward to do things that are important for each of us. So I work with organizations and I try to give them those kinds of skills, everything from helping leaders to communicate more powerfully and, and being able to be better listeners and being empathetic and being able to really um, create future leaders. And, and that means it's not about them. It's about helping others be the best that they can be.
0: Boom. <laughs> In this crazy world of, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Uh, you're not that big of a deal. <laughs> Get out of your own way, right? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, how long have you been a leadership consultant?
1: Oh, I've been doing this for over 20 years. And I love it. I love it because it's part of my story. Um, I had always wanted to be a teacher. Uh I turned it out with that kind of vision, right? I started out thinking that I was going to teach. And what I learned along the way was that I really loved working with adults as opposed to children. It's a different kind of teaching. It's a different kind of a way to connect because kids kind of are forced to go to school and they are forced to be in certain situations where adults really have curiosity and, and learn in a whole different kind of a way. So I love working with adults.
0: So when you started your vision of your business, what, what did that look like? That was way before social media. That was, what, what did that look like? What steps did you take to pursue your business?
1: Well, I think I would have to say I would have to go back to where I came from <laughs> to, to, to kind of explain it. I, um, I really always, I, I always loved working with people. I learned this at a very early age that no matter what I did, it had to involve people. Um, where some of us become energized through our thoughts and our reflections, I am really energized when I connect with people. So I knew at a, an early point I needed to work with people. And I didn't originally start with training.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I fell into it. And I loved the fact that um, I was able to try out new things. And I decided I needed, at some point in my life, I needed more flexibility. I originally had worked you know, for a bank and for a hospital and it was just too, um, inflexible at that point. I had little children. It was very hard for me to continue that kind of pace. So I decided to become a consultant. Um, And I decided that I would try out working with some of the people that I'd already worked internally for. And that's how I began my business. The hardest thing for entrepreneurs, I think, in the beginning is they're very concerned with creating um, clients Mm -hmm. and I was very, very concerned with that piece of it too. And I wanted to be able to know I had some base that I was going to work with. So I, I reached out to the people that had seen me work already and they became my initial um, clients. So that's kind of how I began um, doing it. And I began just growing it. I, for me, the one of the challenges is, is really self-promoting ourselves. I don't know. I guess you probably experienced that too, Tracy, it's very hard to market ourselves. Some of us are better at it than others, but I've learned to try to share who I am in a much softer way through my writing and through just talking to people about their lives and their challenges. And that's how I've worked on the marketing part of my job.
0: And your writing is is really, really good. I, I read a lot of your your blogs, um, and and for anybody, and I'll put this in the show notes. A lot of people don't read the show notes. You can find Terry at uh, Terry T E R R I Class with a K, K L A S S Consulting dot com. And I follow Terry. I follow you on uh, LinkedIn. That's a lot of times where I read your your articles. Is that primarily? A good space for you to promote yourself and the business
1: well I put it on my um, website I have you know my ongoing blog on my website and then I also share it on my different ne- my different platforms on LinkedIn I share it on Twitter um, yeah what I so funny Tracy I was a reluctant writer I mean I always could write my undergraduate degree was in English so, so oh, I Wow really Truly, could be a writer. I knew, I knew that. But I wasn't, as I mentioned earlier, energized by my, my writing. I needed the people piece. And, I, uh-huh. and yet I felt like the writing would really complement who I was and, and people would get to know me more. But what I re- learned along the way is that if I could create interactions with people where they would comment and I would be able to share back and forth dialogue with them, I'd really get a more energized feeling so that's how my blog kept growing i by people stopping by and sharing their thoughts and their perspectives and even if they didn't agree with me that was fine i had no issue with that i love that actually yeah so yeah so i think blogging is a a wonderful wonderful way to um, really share your thoughts and connect with people
0: right i i I agree i have an editor who is a journalist uh, has a degree in journalism, because I'm more of a in front of the camera, talking, connecting that way. I'm dyslexic and really struggle with writing, although I have all these book ideas and I've started them. And so I surround myself with people that compliment me. Do you have somebody that edits your work or are are you, I mean, your writing's beautiful.
1: You know what, Tracy? I do it myself.
0: Oh, good for you. Oh.
1: Like it comes from my heart. Mm-hmm. And I just try to share. You know what I, the, blog, the blogging, is it, when you read it, you'll see it's all about my stories, about my workshops. It's yeah. all about what happens in my workshops without giving you know, in such personal information, but some of the struggles, some of the challenges that the participants are experiencing. And then we kind of t- and I kind of talk it through, and then others you know make suggestions about it. But it's it's really almost like a storytelling of my workshops.
0: And how big are your workshops? And are they in person? Are they online? Are they yeah. at companies?
1: Yeah. Great question. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> well, question. So so Tracy, um, I because i love the people piece i needed the i i started out and i continue to have workshops in person face to face um i literally go into organizations and i work with different levels of leadership and i help them grow themselves i help them i i I roll out a little theory My, my workshops are so fun they're so interactive um people are always um excited uh, when, when they leave, they feel like they 've you know walked away with something new they can put into their little toolbox
0: mm-hmm. and that 's
1: very satisfying and fulfilling for me
0: and what size organizations is it all over the map? Are they small? are they big are they
1: for the most part they 're large they 're large. But I do, I do work with medium-sized organizations and smaller firms. I, I do that too, and I do profit and non-profit. I work from financial kind of organizations to, um, uh, let's see, marketing organizations to um, retail kind of places, all kinds of things. Actually, recently... it's very fascinating I don't know if you think this is fascinating but I was asked to create a program um, called planning for your act 2 and it was geared towards people who will be retiring in -hmm. the next three years and it was helping people to plan what their retirement would look like and I created and I thought you'd be like this vision
0: boards ah
1: I know you're a vision board person right yes and it was fascinating.
0: So your voice just uh, went up when you did something and it, it was really good. And then oh. you went back. I don't oh. know what you did.
1: Oh, okay. there you go.
0: That's, Am I better? Is yep, it better? That's better. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll no, that's it. okay. Okay.
0: Um, I know I was just thinking, uh, you're the deeper version of my vision board. So, and I'm, and I'm, a marketer, so I'm trying to figure out how to really clarify to people that the vision boarding that I do is different from, so I just say, don't bring your glue sticks. It's writing. So it's almost like a business plan on a vision board. There can be some pictures, however, it's mostly writing. So it's really deep. Um, going into different areas really deep and then implementation steps on how to get to those goals those areas that people want to achieve so I was just thinking you almost would go even deeper than that right like okay here's your vision board with all your action steps all your implementation steps all your goals and then going even deeper
1: Yeah no I love I love that and I think for a vision board and for a plan to really work is you have to have actionable steps you have to have objectives and you have to know where you're going and where you're headed and how you're going to do it. It, it it there's no use in doing it if you can't be specific and you don't create time frames and take action you know say that you're going to take some actions and also you need to have a check back with somebody
0: no accountability t- Yep.
1: exactly exactly
0: so the biggest question I'm sure you get asked I get asked so I'm gonna ask you how have you moved forward when you've been riveted in fear
1: so for the most part a lot of the programs a lot of the workshops I run are often on topics that I know not so much about and at times I become fearful how am I going to present something and what I do what I've learned and I learned this in my MBA program is I'm a great researcher and I've learned that to collect information and to look at all sides of a story and to make it more familiar so that I could get a handle on it. That's how I march forward. I, I also, Tracy, I never, I never say to myself that I can't do something. Uh-huh. I, I, I really feel so empowered at this, you know, at this point in my career. I probably could tackle almost any subject matter uh-huh. and, and help people grow, even if it means a lot of work on my part. And that doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me at all.
0: So you are at the height of your career, really, right? I
1: am. I, am. I yeah. feel I'm really, um, yeah. I mean, I feel like I could really run a lot of different types of leadership programming at this point. Um, I love, And also, I'm getting more involved with coaching even younger millennials. Yeah. I've been approached to help them as they enter the workplace. Um, so I-, I feel like... From young emerging leaders to senior leaders, I am able to really help them, help them grow.
0: So how do you keep your attitude up on the days we know as an entrepreneur, there are days where it's a struggle. How do you keep yourself moving forward, learning, growing?
1: Well, I guess I'm I'm an avid reader. So I I read everything I get my hands on. I get connected to different authors, and I grow with their works. Um, Like right now, I'm in the midst of reading uh, a book called Mindset, The New Psychology of Success by Carol Dweck. She's a Stanford professor. And it's all about creating a growth mindset and not getting stuck in a fixed mindset. And all these studies that have been done about it. So I, I love to read. So that, that, if I hear about new books, um, I just delve in and I, and I spend time doing that. And the other thing I do is um, if I'm feeling down and out, I talk to people. I set up through my, my networks. I, I have hangouts or I um, write to people and we have meetings. The people piece is very important. And I think when people are feeling down and out it's so helpful to talk to somebody else who might have had similar feelings at different points and can share how they moved through it
0: exactly yeah i'd love you know i had no clue when i started this podcast i'm i'm a fly by the seat of your pants gal i'm not a book study i'm not i'm just like have an idea and then i just do it (laughs) Or it fails or it goes and I hit my head along the way, and um, so I started the podcast. The goal was a ninety day to get a course up and going it's been six months now, four months now, six months somewhere around there, and the goal is to really reach out to people and to and to hear their stories and And so far, every single person i've interviewed has the same theme it's about giving it's about being a giver first and foremost. Rolling up your sleeves, having a vision, doing the work, and then getting the results yeah that 's so cool um, do you What if somebody contacts you from another state? How do you work with them with their company?
1: Um, well, for the most part, I would either travel. Mm-hmm. To- facility. I haven't I'll tell you, Tracy, one of the things I would like to explore and I'm thinking of exploring is some un- online training. Um, the thing is I'm conflicted about it because I need I don't want to ever get to a point where I'm doing webinars with slideshows. That would make me crazy because that's not that's not how I I, I would enjoy sharing and 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 I and that's another thing. I learn so much from the people in my programs and i feel like i need the interactive piece so i I have to so but i'm exploring things to do online because Uh i know distance can be difficult for people to travel
0: i'm going to try something today and i'll report back to you i've created an online vision board course and i have a new client that i'll be consulting with i thought i would have her look at the like I would do the slides as I go along but it's going to be very interactive because we're going to be conversing so there'll be slides but some of them are going to be like you know this is fluff or whatever but I think I think it'll work that way where we can go really deep using the slides from my program but not keeping it rigid in a box to the slides. So I almost have like a format I can follow to keep moving forward.
1: I would love to hear about it. I, I think look, that sounds great, Tracy. That sounds really great. And when she, when the person converses with you, how will you will you be still face to face at all?
0: No, we'll be on a call. Although I this Zoom platform that I'm on, I can. Um, we could see each other. So I think we might be able to, I think I might do that too. And just, I mean, it's not going to be recorded unless she wants it recorded for her own playback. I could offer her that. that. That's probably what I'll do. And just say, you know, we don't have to be camera ready. And then I can click back and forth between my slides and between looking at her. Cause I think you're right. Having that to be able to look at each other.
1: It's so powerful. And reading emotions and faces and seeing where the other person hears you and, and, and they seeing if you can hear them, it, it, that, inter- that connection is really helpful. But you know, people do it all the time on webinars. I, you know, And I've been to webinars. I feel though some of the webinars I've attended, I, I haven't felt connected and I uh-huh. need that piece.
0: My, my habit is to sign up for them and then never take them. And I think that's a lot of the goal of the person offering the webinar is they, there's a percentage of people that will never even look, but they pay for it. And, you know, and it's just kind of, so I've really cut back doing that. I'm a, I'm more of a one-on-one as well. Like I need to, I need instruction and, Accountability like one-on-one webinars and online courses. Just I don't know I, I pick up bits and pieces, but I'm not as dialed in I'm doing ten other things at one time <laughs> you know <laughs>
1: hey, hey, I, agree. I totally agree. I'm with you Tracy It's I haven't figured that piece out yet, and I'm working on it. that will probably be something. I'm going to explore um, I also would like to share more live stuff on videos you know whether let's say i asked you originally about facebook live or just i would like to make snippets of things where i can share different things i've learned along the way with people maybe they could share with me too
0: right yeah it's it's powerful and people for some reason when i tell companies about the live people like to see people doing real life stuff which is hard for big organizations to wrap their brains around they're like no we're not going to show our employees doing that like we're just yeah. not and i'm like well okay but just know for some odd reason that's what people like to see real live people doing real live things so
1: absolutely absolutely well you'll have to let me know how your how your Um, presentation goes with the the slideshow. I'll be be curious to see how that goes.
0: I will. I will. So what, how do you define success? What is your definition of success?
1: Well, I guess success is, is first identifying what we are fascinated with and then applying maybe our gifts and our strengths to make it happen. And, and, and it's, you know, I believe that if we work really hard at anything and we put our minds to it and we enjoy the process, then we will be successful. Um, and it's different, you know, for each of us. Um, I don't believe in labels, I don't believe in positions or titles and that you have to have a certain thing next to your name or anything like that. It's, it's about just growing from where we are or maybe accomplishing a certain feat that we've, you know, always wanted to do. Um, and the the key of course is taking action and feeling empowered you know to propel ourselves forward in a certain direction
0: and has your definition of success changed over 20 years of course it has <laughs> <laughs> what did you think it was in the beginning when you first started well,
1: i would say my initial idea was to obtain a certain level of status or uh, level of in an organization because i worked internally in a a bank um, and getting certain position titles that was really important to me but what i've learned along the way that that's not really what it's all about i Uh mean that doesn't really provide us with fulfillment
0: right i agree i agree what piece of advice could you give to somebody who's maybe just starting out or struggling as an entrepreneur uh, or or just in life
1: well let's think well maybe that i always say this that each of us has a different journey and no one journey is better than any other so we can't look at someone else's journey and say oh that should be my journey because what works for one of us doesn't work for the other so the, the the first thing is just to say it's okay to take the journey that makes sense to me and then the for a new person in starting out to, to find out what excites them and you know what they feel is fulfilling and and also to try to key in to some of the the areas that they are strong in because sometimes we spend too much time trying to improve as opposed to really highlight our strengths and our gifts. Um, that's what I would say. You know, figure out what you like to do and what, you, what comes naturally to you and maybe start there and kind of build on that and not worry so much of what you don't do or what you're not good at. Or you know, Sometimes we get stuck in that.
0: Oh, that's good. That right? is such great advice. What a great words of wisdom. That's wonderful. I, I have a little book of gratitude. I do a morning meditation and I try to just pick up a book and read first. And, mm. um, and today it was religious. It wasn't, it was, it's a book of quotes. And it said, and I don't know, I pray to Mother Earth, God, whoever you pray to, it says, focus on praying for what is already, what already does not need healing.
1: Right. <laughs> I love it.
0: I love yeah it. right focus on not more not got to do this got to focus on what, what 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 is already right we
1: we, we don't always think about it we don't want to I mean that's part of what empowerment is all about right it's about figuring out you know what what are real gifts are and and you know what do people what do people turn to us for what are they asking us advice about what are they asking us to do and that's kind of will give us a little bit of a indication of what our gifts are um, and then kind of rolling with it what can I do with it what, what where can I go with it sometimes we swim upstream so much that we we forget that we and then we and then we don't we fail to see how extraordinarily talented we are in different areas um it's 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 just fascinating to me that some people can't see their gifts right that some people can't and 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 then when I share with them oh my gosh but you're so talented in this or you're so gifted in that tears will come to their eyes oh as if they never thought about it and they never recognized that in themselves yeah
0: And it's so much work swimming upstream. I watched the salmon doing it. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so, it's gotta be, well, they die at the end, (laughs) but it's gotta be so exhausting.
1: (laughs) It it is, is. it's absolutely, and you know, the other thing I would add, Tracy. the other thing I've learned along, and I would really encourage for new new people, new emerging leaders, and I feel like you all are new young emerging leaders, that we need to find what I call a magical mentor. Um, Someone that you feel like you could trust and that you feel comfortable enough to be open with and that you can hear some of the feedback because you trust them, because you know that they have your best interests at heart those mentors are invaluable in our lives. And I could never have moved through the different changes I moved through from, from teaching to becoming a banker, to getting into leadership. Had I not found mentors along the way.
0: I love that magic. Find your magical mentor. That's wonderful. Beautiful. What a wonderful interview and so wonderful to finally hear your voice. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yours as well, Yours as well. After
0: all these years. Yes. Oh, yes. uh, so again, people can contact you through Terry, that's T-R-R-I, class, K-L-A-S-S, consulting.com. And I highly encourage anybody who is um looking to make a change or looking or as a leader to to read some of your of of terry's work thank you terry so much for joining my podcast today
1: thank you tracy and it was so wonderful to finally connect
0: I yeah know. All right. Thank you all for listening. And I look forward to the next episode. So stay tuned and have a great, prosperous day.